Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. This is such a holy moment because we are all so naked. Our hearts are laid bare. We're wounded. See, what happened in the garden was two people who were in union together and in union with God believed a lie and started to believe that each other and God were the enemies. And they began to separate. See, vulnerability is the point of nakedness where we touch. It's a place of imperfection. Have you looked at your body lately? (laughs) It's a place of not having it together. It's a place... The difficulty is God is perfect, right? Love is perfect. What we experience is not. Can we agree on that? Is that okay? And it's that gap that messes us up over and over again, doesn't it? It feels like bait and switch. You promised love and I got... You know, throughout all of Scripture, we're about to go into this series in a bit. I guess we're starting it today. It's this whole thing that throughout Scripture, God uses analogies or similes. He says it's like this, right? He says God is Father. Is God Father like as in the kind of Father you had? Some of you are saying praise you, Jesus. Some of you fathers, aren't you glad he's not a father like you? Yeah, I'm me. Absolutely. He is like a father, but he's not like a father. And we stumble over the gap. Every time God does something, he has to use an analogy. Why? Because he's invisible. He says, I'm like this. It's a good starting point, but don't stay there. Don't stay there. When we demand of others what only God can give, we guarantee and set ourselves up for offense and hurt. When I ask you to be the perfect brother or sister in Christ, you're done. (laughs) You fail. You're not going to make it. I, 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 Marina and Serge, your blessing on us was so violent. Because it rips this thing to shreds. This demand for perfection, even as he is perfecting us. In fact, it is each other's perfection, the imperfections that he uses to drive us to his perfection. I wouldn't have any need for the Holy Spirit if I didn't live with y'all. You drive me to Jesus. (laughs) Thank you for your service. (laughs) Right? No, this is the beauty of it. And he says, God is like a father, but so much better. In fact, it's on a, on a physical level. You have neurological structures. When you and I build a particular relationship, we build a neurological structure in our brain. God goes, I will use that. It's like that, but let's go on. It's not like that. Maybe if I say God is father, you go, ah, because that means abuse. Maybe I say God is Father and you say, ah, because that means non-existent or absent. That means one who rejects you, one who doesn't see you. But even if you had a perfect father, God goes, "Uh -uh -uh. I'm way better than that. 
Even our worship, I was thinking about this. We're about to go into Mark chapter 1. You can go there for yourself on your free time. Um, And it's this whole thing. Jesus, where does he start his ministry? In the synagogue. You know, the funny thing about the synagogue is why did the synagogue have a service like the synagogue? You know why? People make it all mystical, magical. Well, it was based on the temple worship. Why did they have temple worship? You want to know why? Because in the ancient world, people worship gods where? In temples. God's like, that's okay, I'll work with you. Aren't you glad he works with us in our stupidity and our silliness? Does God, what does he tell David? I don't live in buildings. But for you, I'll make an exception, right? No, he'll meet us there, even if it doesn't contain the fullness of who he is. And in fact, that's why the Orthodox, for those Russian Orthodox, right? Orthodox services are based upon the synagogue worship. And so you see this whole thing. The whole point of the ancient temple worship was this. There, every ancient temple had three zones. You had the outer court where everybody was. You had the holy place where the priests went in to meet with God, to pr- offer sacrifice to service. And then you had the holy of holies. That was the place where God dwelt. Nobody goes there. Why? Holy does... So let me just say this. Holiness does not, in the ancient world, actually doesn't mean morality. It means God-like. It means separate, completely different than us, other. But the reality is we serve a God who is perfectly loving, kind, good, and every way. So therefore, his holiness looks like morality. Does that make sense? He is totally other. And that's why all of the, the, the they have the, in the middle of the Holy of Holies, you have the, uh, the, um, Mercy seat, the uh, Ark of the Covenant, where they would offer the sacrifice for sin. And that was the place where God dwelled. And you remember what Jesus did on the cross? Said right when he died that the temple veil, this thing right here, ripped from bottom to top. (laughs) I am here. Yes, this is an analogy. It works that everybody can kind of worship up here, but God's inviting us into here. But he always wanted us back with him in this intimate place. He'll use an existing form, but he is so much bigger than the form. Another example is, you know, you look at the Jewish feasts. Why did they have Jewish feasts in an annual year? Because they were an agricultural society. If you've lived in an agricultural society, you understand the seasons, don't you? Anybody been in a church, in an agricultural, a farming community that had a harvest festival? Do you know what? That is the high feast of the entire year. You know why? Because, as scripture says, in the spring, we sowed in tears. Why? When you sow your seed, you're saying, I'm not going to get it. I may not get anything back from that. I'm putting it into the ground, desperately hoping we'll have a harvest. Guys, remember, that's why Thanksgiving is such a, was such a big deal to, the, to the, uh, the, the pilgrims. The first winter, they didn't have a harvest, and they all but died. And this thing, they had a harvest. They're like, we will live. God is good. He's faithful to his promises. He is good. We worship you, God. Right? But these are just jumping off points. God wants to leverage our existing understanding 
to show us who he is, but he can only do that if we surrender our present understanding. Does that make sense? If I'm to know God as father, I have to lay down what I know about a father. True? He's like this. Good luck. Good starting point, right? God, you say you're a father. What does that mean, right? What does that mean? Ask him. God, you say I'm called to be your bride, guys. Any of you struggling to like get a veil and how do I look in white? No, it's not saying that. It's not gender confusion. It is, God, what does it mean for me to be a bride? Why are you saying this about me? What is it? This is my brother, my sister I'm supposed to walk with. Yeah, they look like my brother. Anybody have a brother? <laughs> Trip. Right? No, it's like, God, what does that mean to love a love uh, to, you know, a friend who's closer than a brother? What does that mean? So let me bring back one more. Masha used this analogy. For some of you, this analogy of an eagle was hard. Where is that in scripture? Isaiah 40. I will mount, you will mount up with wings as you will walk and not grow weary. Run and not grow weary, walk and not grow... That was a test. Walk, run and not grow weary, walk and not grow faint. So here's the deal. It's funny. Danya and I and Masha uh, saw a bald eagle on Lake Alatuna yesterday. It was beautiful. Just soaring, circling, circling, looking for what? Masha said, live meat. Do you know chickens are cannibalistic? Did you know that? You know, chickens are one of the only animals that even if they have other options, we'll still eat each other. Like everybody else is like a desperation ploy. Chickens are like, ooh, I'm kind of feeling you, buddy. Step over here, buddy. Right? Masha, so this is the weird thing. Everything, we've talked about this, about ditches all the time, but you, the commissioning, each of us has an individual destiny, but it only exists within the context of the whole. You can't be you by yourself. You just become weird. Anybody tried that during COVID? Right? You by yourself are nothing. It's like, it's like, like you know, um, uh, you know uh, what is it? Uh, Paul talks about, can the hand do anything by itself? If it's not part of the Adams family, right? Just blah, 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 right? And nothing, nothing. It can do nothing of itself, right? You are useless. Your identity, your destiny is useless. But anybody here tried to, to put your destiny out for a vote? You know what I'm talking about? Hey, guys, I am super amazing. Everybody's like, you guys remember somebody in the Bible who did that? His name was Joseph. Hey, guys, I have a destiny on my life. It's going to be amazing. First of all, y'all going to be battling town. Notice he jumped right to the point with uh, the, the fringe benefits package on the destiny. Did God call him to be a leader of his family so that everybody would bow to him? No. <laughs> Anybody here, when you were, heard the call of God in your life, you immediately went, yes, because of the fringe benefit package. <laughs> Everybody's going to think I'm amazing. I'm incredible. I'm awesome. You guys even remember David did this, right? When he went up against Goliath. He got, three times he asked him, what does the guy who kills Goliath get? No taxes, nice. Marries the queen's daughter, king's daughter. Okay, she's she good looking. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then right, like he's after the package. That's okay, but the reality is, 
Anybody found that you don't get the package for quite a while? <laughs> and if you shoot your brothers and sisters in the foot, it may be even longer. Okay, ditches. So one ditch is radical individualism. And the other, we'll call it communalism, not communism, that's something else. Well, we'll even say radical. So radical communalism is, apart from the community, I am nothing. Apart from the community, I don't have a place, I don't have a role, everybody else tells me what to do, I don't get to do me, right? Anybody been in a community or a family like that? Okay, not that. So anybody left that and ran to the other extreme? All by myself, right? Well, as always, the cross is in the middle. The cross is this middle place where God, God, you're calling me to do this. But you're calling me to do it in the midst of community, but you're not causing me to put my identity and destiny out for a vote. Okay, let me put it this way. Many, 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 many times I and then other people coming to me have done this. I get a vision of something I believe God wants me to do. So I go to the powers that be and I say, please give me everything I need to make this passable and give me 20 people to do it with. No? Anybody? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, you're like, I will follow it. Lord, God gives you a business idea. And you're like, if only I had $500,000, I could do it. I would say yes to you, Lord, if I had everything I needed for it. Nobody? Okay, good, good. There's three of us. Okay, you guys can sleep, the rest of you. Um, but Okay, so the thing is, I will say yes if A, everybody else is on board, everybody puts all their might and power and money behind it, and C, if I'm counting our number letters, I don't know. C is if there's no risk. Right? The enemy, if he can't fight you, will push you. He'll try to get you to take a leap off a cliff. God always lures us in baby steps. So if God has called you to X, this is what I, if I'm doing well with Jesus, I would ask you if you came to me with something. I would say, what is a baby step you can do today without asking anybody? You can do today to explore this destiny with Jesus. Well, well, there's no guarantee of any outcome in that. No, there's not. It's a step of faith. It's a step of risk. But it's a measurable one. It's not sell everything you have and jump off a cliff. It's literally just take a baby step. But the reality is a lot of times that baby step is very scary too, okay? So Peter challenged me on something. So, you know, um, we've been praying about revival and harvest and everything for, I don't know, going on 20 years now, right? <laughs> and Peter is like, Masha, you know, everything you're praying for and what you're choosing and what you're saying you're wanting are contradictory, like, what? Anybody ever done that? I want the perfect body, but I also want to live at a buffet. <laughs> so he said, you know, you want this life of stability and comfort and predictability. 
and you want this great move of God. Do you think it's going to happen for me? Who, let's take a vote. Who thinks it's going to happen for me? That I can go to bed at 9 o'clock and do all of my activities and still um, be a part of the, the great harvest. Who thinks it's possible? Not even one person? Goodness. <laughs> what kind of people are you? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it might be. I was trying to make it happen. <laughs> Um, but he was challenging me in something very practical. You know, um, I've had it on my heart to, to do this group for young adults for many years, you know, and been dreaming about it. But he said, you know what the young adults do? They stay up way, way, way past your bedtime. <laughs> it's like, if you want to do it, you will have to stay up. It's like, oh, Jesus. I don't know. Dying for you, yes. Staying up past 9.30, no. Hard No. <laughs> Right? I mean, that's how practical. I mean, for, for most of us, it's very practical. It's not the glory by and by with billions of people, you know, at our feet or whatever. Right? It's like, okay, am I willing to clean my house to open it up for people? Who is with me, ladies? Because <laughs> it's going to take me four hours. They're going to mess it up. I'm going to have to clean it again. <laughs> right? I mean, let's get real. Like, not about the sweet, sweet by and by and the global destiny, right? It's real. Um, if I invite them for coffee, what if they, like, ditch me and not show up? Right? Real steps, right? Because a lot of people say, well, I want to go to China, I want to go to Africa. I'm like, well, how about you clean your house and have two people over? No, that's too much. <laughs> hey, stop hitting us where we live. Hey, I'm talking about myself, okay? <laughs> I don't think anyone else is like this in, in this room. <laughs> well, and I'll put you another way, right? At the number one cry of all of our hearts, all of our hearts, is healthy relationship and community. We were made for it. Why? That's how it started in the garden. The only thing God said wasn't good was Adam, who was perfect all by himself. We were made for community. But who here, you have a tailor-made list for what community looks like, and usually you can order it via DoorDash. <laughs> so this is what I would think. How is this working? I'm looking right? <laughs> for a friend who shows up when I want them, but they're not there when I don't want them. I prefer a friend who doesn't have problems but has time for my problems. Um, I would like... Okay, anyway, before we get too I deep... I think you are standing I, on feet here. <laughs> I, 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 and, and I only do one friend at a time. I don't do bigger... No, one at a time, please. I only do groups. I only do, oh, See, Masha's groups. See, I'm one-on-one, -on -one, so that's not going to work. I'm sorry, honey. Oh, we're, uh, but, okay, we're going in different yeah, yeah, directions. <laughs> we... I can only be one with you if you're just like me. Mm, I don't think you're prettier. so. You're prettier. I don't think uh, so. I don't think that's going to work for no, me. <laughs> yeah, but, but there's this thing. I, one of the things, you know what? You know what love does? I love, 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 love. I love, don't you just love, love? Love overlooks a multitude of offenses. I don't like love. <laughs> I do not like love. Let's step back. See, I have a line. And I said this before, you know the difference between boundaries and walls? Walls, walls have, no, have no gate, they have no door, they have no means in. 
I love, I've heard this. Oh, I just can't trust that person. Well, let me ask you a question. What could they do that you would be willing to trust them again? Nothing. Nice wall you have there. I can only walk with, I, okay, don't raise your hand on this one. Okay, okay, Who, who's this? This is you. You're all on your island, gets lonely, so you invite somebody onto your island, and it's lovely, and there's like a soundtrack, and it's beautiful, and there are palm trees and everything, and then they screw up, and you put them on the first boat out, and then you're all by yourself, and then you invite somebody on. See, he is like a brother. He is like a sister. But when we demand each other be Jesus with skin on, with no, mis- no errors, no mistakes, no brokenness, whew. I, uh, Marina said it so well, with, un- with broken leaders, you know, who here you, again, don't raise your hand. Um, <laughs> You're like, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. Like, you're the radical zealot. Like, you get behind a leader and you're like, I'm all in. And then they screw up and you're like, goodbye. (laughs) Do you know why all these leaders are so imperfect? Because there's no other kind. All leaders are broken, imperfect people. And all leaders will eventually screw up, hurt you, and offend you. I'm not justifying it. I'm saying it's a fact of life. And many of us have made the decision out of that, well, then I will go it alone. How's that working out for you? And then we come back into community, this place. Okay, let's try another one. Who here, when you have made all the decisions in your life, it didn't turn out well. So you ran to find somebody else to make all the decisions for you. None of us? Blink twice? (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? You're like... I, I, I'll have people come, I have this horrible thing, tell me what to do. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me now. <laughs> this is not going to end well, right? No. See, there is, only, there is no mediator. There's only one mediator between God and man. Who is it? Jesus. Jesus. Who do you have access 24-7 to? Jesus. Who do you not have access 24-7 to? Thank you. Some of you stuttered on that. It's not part of the package. So here, in between the radical communalism, <laughs> you know, where I don't matter, where I'm just one of the whole, where I'm just a, um, what is the word for it? A, a lemming. Oh. Lemming or Lobo. the, uh, like, um, copy, you know, like everyone looks the same, dresses the same, talks the same. Clone. Well, yeah. clone, yes. You know, this is this, right? The radical individualism. I determine who I am, and nobody is going to tell me otherwise, right? In Jesus is where Jesus tells us who we are and how we fit into the big picture. And we even live out hearing his voice with other people. Okay, just out of curiosity, anybody have a friend who goes, I just heard Jesus say, and you went, <laughs> Nobody? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just saying, is there's a, there's a reason why, uh, I, I, I said this, uh, we were doing our thing with young adults with hearing God's voice. You know, when you, and I said this yesterday, last week about when you're trying to learn to hear, trying to do anything, you don't start at the professional level, right? 
my my uncle, remember my uncle who, who, who started his son out by swimming, by pushing him off a high dive? You want to know how he started him off skiing? <laughs> Same way, black diamond. <laughs> they waited a long time at the bottom. <laughs> right? No, no, we don't do that. A good father doesn't do that. But where do we want to hear him is in the places we have the hardest time hearing. Why? In the places of our deepest desire. God said, I'm going to win a million dollars. Good luck with that. God said that Brad Pitt's going to marry me. Good luck. <laughs> right? No, the thing is, is we do this in the middle of community because community that knows me can filter a little better than I can. Does that make sense? We yeah. need people who have the ability to go, Or to say what would be a small step towards it, right? I hear your global vision. I hear this thing you're called to, and I affirm it. That's so important. I see that in you. I see that in you, but baby, you're about 20 years out, okay? Or whatever it is, right? Or you still need to make some steps, right? Or like this big thing that you are going to do, let's do it in small increments, There is wisdom in community in submitting one to another, right? And just bringing bringing those words to each other and saying, speak into me. Like, what do you think? Right? But at the same time, what we were talking about being brave and starting to make those small steps. Because otherwise, we will have fantasy, right? Otherwise, our big global destiny will remain as fantasy. If we never get the courage, if we never make a choice to actually start making those small steps, we'll keep imagining stuff. But it's just, you know, our life is going to go by and we'll be like, well, I had a lot of imaginings and, you know, it just didn't pan out. Well, and many of them might be from God. But do you know what? Do you guys remember there were three guys who had were given these big chunks of change, big money, talents, right? Thousands of dollars. Two of them went out and used them. And over time, what happened to that money? It doubled. One guy did what with it? Buried it into the ground. If you plant money, what do you get? Nothing. Well, <laughs> you get money, the money back, right? The money back, no, yeah. but the thing is, is when God gives us a vision and a dream and an imagination or whatever of what could be, when we bury it into the ground, nothing happens. If you're just waiting to hit the lottery that somebody, someday, something will happen, it won't. But if you sh- live it out vulnerably in the body with others and live it out in the middle of time, do you know most of Jesus' parables had one common element, time. A sower went out to sow seed. It didn't instantaneously spring up, did it? In fact, it said the one that sprung up quickly but had no root died out. Time, time, time. So I've got a question. So we've got, <clears throat> um, we have uh, uh, Abraham gets called to go out and he's told he's going to be a father of nations, right? Do you know the distance in time between when he was called and when he became even a father of anybody? What do you think? Huh? 25, 26 years? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Moses. Moses realizes his destiny, makes the first baby step towards his destiny of freeing the Israelites. What does he do? He kills one Egyptian. By the way, you can find out if you made, just because you made a bad step in walking your destiny doesn't disqualify you, praise Jesus. I think that's a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. 
Anybody here done something less than kill somebody to move into your destiny? There's still grace for you. All right. But how long between that moment and when he actually started to walk in his destiny? Now, here's my question. Why didn't God tell them 40 years or 26 years at the outset? What do you guys think? Thanks, but no thanks. Give up. Well, I also want to suggest that they could have stepped into it sooner. I would submit expecting it to come instantaneously takes longer. uh, Expecting to do it on my own takes even longer. That's Moses. Expecting, and Abraham, remember how he delayed? I'll do it all by myself. I'll take Hagar. What could go wrong? Right? All of these things, attempting to do it in my own strength, attempting to, it will make, you can make it longer, but Jesus showed us, you know what the distance from Jesus' call to walking his destiny was? 40 days to the culmination of his ministry, three years. Do you want to do 40 days or 40 years? Some of you seem confused. 40 days, but I don't want to end up like Jesus. That's why she's always don't confuse an example. I'm like, his ministry ended fairly quickly. Yeah, we thought we were like, lead like Jesus, be crucified in three years or less. No, uh, not that. No, but what I want to say is, is we can take it longer, but these guys were total screw-ups and God still brought them into their destiny. Praise God. But what I want to say is there's still a time element for Jesus. It was only 40 days because he was fully submitted. Jesus showed us what a human being fully submitted to God looks like. He laid aside his divinity. He didn't do anything as a superman. He did it like us. So I feel like let's just go ahead um, and just close our eyes and just do a little activation right now. Um, I feel like a lot of us got reignited uh, for the passions and for the vision that he has for us, for the destiny, for the calling. And it's, it's painful. Like when Marina was prophesying the destiny, it's like it burns within me. You know, it just connects with this place that is like painfully awesome. And I feel like that's the place that I want you to connect with, is that painfully awesome place where you are just burning, where you're like, I was made for this. I was made to walk in this. I was like made for more, just whatever. And it's going to be different for different people. And he's just going to speak into um, the hearts right now. And I just see him um, igniting those embers for people who've put out that fire and said, you know, I just need to go to bed by 9.30 so destiny is not going to work. I have been recounting the cost again and saying, no, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it because I come alive. I'm fully me. I come alive. Mm. And so, um, as Jesus, I just ask you to just start dropping pictures in, into people's imaginations right now. Um, for teenagers, for kids right now, I just ask you to release your visions of what you're calling them to because it's so much greater Come than on. they could think or imagine. Come on. Just, Lord, just start igniting those visions right now. Where are you calling us? Where are you calling us? What is that thing? What is the deep crying out to deep? What is that deep thing that you've put in us before you created us? As you were creating us, you were already putting that deep thing, deep identity, deep passion. Jesus. 
I feel like right now there are many of you who feel disqualified. And I'll say it again. Did you kill somebody? Even if you did, you're not disqualified. Moses proved that. It's been too long. Has it been 40 plus years? 60 plus years? 70 plus years? No. Then, it, then it's still time. Moses was 80 when he said, he finally said yes to God. It's not too late. And the minute we say yes, he puts us right back into the midst with the benefit of everything he's been doing in the background since we said no. It's not too late. You say, well, what about them? Man, Aaron was a total screw-up, and God blessed Moses with Aaron. Listen, oh, I can't follow because my wife, my husband, my children, whatever. What is that to you? You follow me. I can do it, and I will do it. All I need is your yes. And as you're deciding that in your heart, as you're counting the cost, just ask him, Jesus, what is that first step that you want me to make towards that destiny, towards that goal that you put in my heart? It could be connecting with someone. It could be making a phone call or writing an email. It could be cleaning your house and hosting some people. It could be inviting a friend for coffee. It could be sitting down and journaling some more about strategy. I would really encourage you to write down what Jesus tells you to do and actually go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it this week. If the worship team can come up. Jesus, if we could stand. Lord, I ask right now that you've been doing a holy work mm. in our hearts. Lord, I ask you to show us the two or three people in our lives to dare to share what you're speaking to our heart. Lord, that they might affirm, confirm, speak to. Lord, bless. Lord, but also that they would encourage us to baby steps. Lord, Lord, let us write down those baby steps. Let us grab hold of those baby steps. But also recognize that the grace you've called us to do, we don't have to do, we're not able to do alone, but we're going to do it in the midst of the body. We're going to do it together as our, take up our place in the body. We worship you, Lord. Amen. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.